Mary! This is Hey Beautiful, the podcast where we binge and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother. No spoilers. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. Hi, hey, girl. <laughs> I'm just like... Fucking yeah! Listen, we're getting the hang of this video, this video uh, podcasting. <laughs> I know. I'm like, too many mistakes, too many mistakes. All right. Anyway. Anyway. Here we are. are it's so, I just said, how are, it's so good to see it's you. It's so good to see you too. We just, uh, we just wrapped up chatting about episode eight of how I met your father. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. good to, always good to keep it rolling with a new episode of our our one true bay you know what Time i mean mother, yes, yeah of course and it's such a cute one it is it Here really is a good one um yeah. so kate i of course am always just like so super proud of you but you're a fucking fundraiser oh the other yeah. night yeah for ukraine yeah, yeah so i mean I, I just wanted to talk about ukraine in general at the top of the show because that's what we're living in right now, right? And How can I don't, you not? I don't know if we have followers who live there, listeners who live there, or have family there. I'm so so sorry about what's happening. I don't know enough about geopolitical stuff to like really speak much on it. But I did do a little fundraiser, raised a couple grand in a couple hours, which was awesome. Wild. Um, for an organization in Ukraine. If you're interested, you can check it out in my Instagram bio. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't want it to go by without us saying, like acknowledging Something. that yeah, we yeah, fucking yeah. know. And I mean, we're going to keep the show light because an escape is also important. Yeah. But we're thinking of everybody and we're just fucking devastated. So, um, and it's like consumes our dinner tape, dinner talk. Like it's yeah. just, yeah. And like all the stuff at the border with the African uh, oh. students who were there, and and that yep. turned out. You were talking be, about that last night. I mean, it, racism plays a role, and also like the African governments weren't doing anything to like really ensure any kind of safe passage for these for these folks. So I mean, it's like mm-hmm. this very complicated issue that people want to uh, sort of distill down to its like most easy, easily digestible parts, and that's just never the case with something like this. So. Just be careful of what you're reading, what you're sharing, um, mm-hmm. and protect your energy. You don't need to get every single update on every single thing that's happening. Follow a couple of reliable sources and also make time to like yeah. check out. Like that's just what we have to do. Yeah. Like yesterday at dinner, I was like, can we – I was like, I don't want to – I can't talk about this anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just need to – And and look, that is a privilege, right? It's a privilege I, I to know. not – but that's so, but the thing is, the thing is, as you get older, you learn where you have the ability to step back and turn it off for a second. You do that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think about it a lot when it comes to death, like of like people I know yeah. or friends of people I know. And it's like, if it's not immediately happening to you, just it will one day. So take the time to like breathe and be the support that somebody else needs instead of wearing mm-hmm. yourself out with like secondhand grief. And like, I think that's the same thing here is like something this horrible probably will happen in our country someday. And we will be the ones that like need assistance from other people so, because we yeah. will be in survival mode. So like, 
if you are not directly in the survival mode, take advantage of like the breath that you could get to like recharge and be a better support. Don't feel bad about it. Can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. I was going to say like, you, know? you have to take care of yourself. So don't it's so forget. hard. It's so mm. freaking hard. Um, Chris Harris listened to our episode last time. Can you fucking believe it? No. Like Chris I still... Harris, writer of Home Records, listen. Listen to our episode Home Records. And now I'm like scared to listen to it because I don't I hope we didn't say anything that upset him. I don't think so. I think we genuinely loved the episode. Yes. Like I it's like a magical because we, was... we talk about how it like comes together and like yeah. all of that. We'll have to, I want to listen back to the top of the show where we do talk a little bit more about the writers. I, I'll listen to it at some point, I'm sure. Well, I think I think we said we thought it was a Bays and Thomas episode because we liked it so much. Yeah. And because that it sounds was familiar. so great with like little callbacks and uh, mm-hmm. just the way the characters were treated. So, um, so yeah, here's what Chris had to say. Uh, what a delightful and entertaining episode of a delightful and entertaining podcast. LOL, so that, yes, we are. LOL, yes, we are. And I feel like that means he's listened to more than one. If he oh, was I hope he listens to his episodes. That would I be would cute. love that. That would yeah. be cute. Um, for the which record, means he wouldn't be listening to this one then. Which is fine. Okay. Uh, but thank you, Chris, if you are listening. That's yeah, you thanks. made you made our day. Um, he also gave us some deep himyum trivia that nobody knows, and now everybody knows because it's on Twitter. Um, about the original payoff, the original intended payoff for drunk or kid, and it was a lot darker than uh, than it ended up being. I thought that was really cool, like to see like the the picture of you know like the script and like. Yeah. Just how everything was like written. It's and they shot it and everything, but then mm-hmm. uh, standards and practices forced us to cut it for, in their words, a variety of reasons. <laughs> I feel like if you're not getting that feedback from S and P, then you're not doing it right. So uh, you can check that out on our Twitter. Hey, beautiful pod. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also got information on the writing of Clint's song, which we credited Chris, but he said it was a total group effort on the lyrics and that. Craig wrote the music for it. So freaking cool. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And we also, there, there are, there are multiple things happening and I just remembered another one. So first of all, uh, Craig posted a a photo of his drum kit and said, they're getting the band back together. I saw that. He also alluded to a concert later this year. Which you let me know. We will be fucking going to wherever it is, whenever it is. And then um, he also said that a project he's working on is going to potentially get picked up as a TV show instead of a movie. And I said, is this about what I hope it's about? And he didn't respond, but I think he liked it. I am so... I remember one of the, I can't remember if it was Craig or Carter, but somebody had posted or Hulu had posted something. They said like, thanks for being like the something for uh, our, the home for uh, whatever. And I was just like, then you said that. And I'm like, I'm wondering if they'll do like a limited series run of this. Of the movie project. Yeah. That would 
That would be amazing. Um, that would be amazing. More because it'd be more of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, we also would be just hit- like I right, can't believe. I know. Sorry. All right. Wait. So yeah. So it would be better because we would get more of it. It wouldn't just be like a two-hour thing. It would be a TV. And honestly, I think that's a great idea. And Hulu does incredible uh, limited series. I truly. I I honestly think it would be uh, like just thinking about like the basic idea of the story. Like you could like the way you could like really like explore that Mm storyline would be Mm -hmm. in like that kind of format. I think. Yeah. Totally. TV is so good now. TV is where it's at. Except I am going to see Cyrano tomorrow and I cannot fucking wait. (gasps) Cannot fucking wait. I want to see that and I want to see um, the new Batman movie. Emo, stinky Batman. (laughs) Robert Pattinson. You fucking. Basic bitch. You fucking bitch. Emo stinky Batman. I'm just so curious. I'll wait till it's free on streaming, but I do want to go see. You want to see what Batman? I want to see Cyrano in the in the theater. Yeah, like support that. I have I have a very short list of dudes who can get it any day of the week. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Peter Dinklage is at the top of that list. Isn't he though? Like John Cho is on there. Peter Dinklage is number one though. I said that to somebody and they're like, oh, is that like a kink thing? And I was like, what? They're like, because he's a a little person. I was like, oh no, no, it has no. no." However, I will say, Wee Man from Jackass is also on my list. But it's not, it's not a, it, I don't. It's a confidence. Know. It's a personality. It's, yes, it's like, yeah. oh, and they I have love Peter Dinklage. Yeah. And they have completely different personalities. Like Peter Dinklage is like super smoldery. And Wee Man's just like always good for a laugh. Like good. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like such yeah. a good sport. Yeah. He's fucking cute. Like, I don't he know. He's cute. He is cute. He's got like that smile always. Yeah. Like- yeah, exactly. Like I just watched him and Steve-O on fucking Hot Ones and it was, he's just the best. <laughs> So whatever, I don't, it, but the, it's not a fetish. It's just, they're fucking, right. they're, they're, they're just like, they they've got it and we want they've it. got it and some other, most other guys don't. So mm. my sister-in-law yeah. saw Peter Dinklage in the city. Um, I would I think die. The subway ride, and she like tried to take a picture and she like messed it up and she went and, and he looked at her and said, did you get it? And Good then she put her phone him. away. I was like, but I'm so sad you didn't get it. I'm like, did you tell him that I love him? She was like, I couldn't remember like who he, like his name. I just knew like, oh, so close. Oh, that makes me think of fucking, did you see that episode of 30 Rock that he was on? Mm-mm. And Liz Lemon like walks up behind him and like tussles his hair because she thinks he's like a kid. And then, yeah, so it's probably, it's like that level of embarrassment is I'm sure what you're sister-in-law was feeling oh my yeah. fucking god i would die if i'm like dying at for tina fey as Liz yeah Lemon in it's, a show. I mean, it's, a, it's a very good episode it's a very good episode <gasps> um but yeah so that's that's all of that is besides the point um more good exciting news we hit 70 patrons wild this week so uh, thank you to our newest patrons, Kira and Barbara. Shout out to you guys. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you. Thanks for the support. Thanks for listening and watching because you get all this extra content. 
I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Also, Jeff, he did join too recently. Did we? Yeah, I don't think he we... was. We we thanked him last time. I believe. Okay, we did. I can't remember. Uh, and if not, he's he's listening. He would give me shit if I didn't. So shout out again to Jeff, That's or why. shout out for the first time to Jeff. Either way, thank you and welcome. Yes, thank you so much. Um, and then let me see. New reviews. Here. We do. We do. We do. We do. Are you going to read it? I will. Um, it's from Anne two three four two three four twenty three is my favorite number. Oh. And it says you might even call it legendary. Oh. We got a five star review. It says I've been listening to Hey Beautiful for maybe a year, year and a half on Spotify, so I couldn't leave a review until today when I went on Apple. I love this podcast. It makes me laugh. It reviews old episodes with little hints of, you know, and that's not the last time that this actor might show up. And it has mm-hmm. been a source of joy to me every, every, every time every. I listen. I can't see any more of every it. Every time I listen. Thanks for keeping me company during my walks and my quarantine. Sincerely, one of your patrons. Oh, thank you, Anne. I, I remember Anne because she mentioned that she takes uh takes us on our walks. The, the walks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the walks. Yeah. Um, thank and thanks you, for Anne. finishing the review. I don't know why I couldn't. It wasn't showing up for me. So weird. Is it really weird that I'm having a technical difficulty? No, it is not. (laughs) All right. Um, That's, I think that's it for all the top of the show stuff. That was a good, that was a good amount of, there's a lot of announcements, but um, I'm ready. Yeah. All right. So stay tuned uh, at the end of this episode for 10 legendary moments from listeners just like you. And now let's get into Twin Beds. This episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon Almighty Five level members, Jeff, Arjan, Adam, Tish, Johnny, and Ben. This year, our Patreon pals get a brand new perk. We're reacting to every episode of How I Met Your Father on video. Sign up for as little as $2 a month at patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. Kate, do you know what this is? I don't know, but it looks delicious. It is a hot off the oven press shortbread cookie. From Rachel Cooking Tree. It is not available right now. How is it? This is exclusive. Exclusive cookie content. I love a shortbread. You would love this cookie. It is the perfect amount of butter. There's little bits of salt that like kind of like burst in your mouth that just enhance the flavor. Mm. It's not underdone. It is not overdone. Like look at the... Yeah, perfect, perfect, bake. Bake, perfect bake on it. And I heard the little snap, the little yeah. crumbly snap you expect. Oh, my I God. Like that, that, sounds, that sounds so buttery and good. It's like like you can feel it melting your mouth. It is so mm. delicious. But I got this cookie because Chris and I got together with the owners of Rachel's Cookies and Treats this past weekend. And they shared how they want to expand their business. Um, so, you know, this is <clears throat> a very small family-owned and operated business. It is woman-owned. Um, and they want to look to see how they can bring more of these delicious treats to more people across the country. But in order to do that, they need to scale up their business. Um, and as we know, as we are nearing the endemic stage of COVID, like this is just how it is now, yeah. it's been really hard for small businesses to stay afloat and they've done everything they can to make it this long and last and they're doing well, but they are looking to expand. And so 
they've started a Kickstarter and they're reaching out, you know, this small local business is reaching out to the local communities at large um, to see if they can, you know, do anything to help support them. A couple bucks here or there. They want to expand their retail. So can we link um, to their Kickstarter and like the yeah, show notes? Cool. Totally. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. link to the, to the Kickstarter. So anybody who wants to give, you're welcome to. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. not mandatory. We're not requiring anyway. it, Vanessa. We're not requiring <laughs> yeah. it. If you um, can, just like our Patreon, yeah. you give what you can. If you can't, that's wonderful. If you can't, um, that's okay. Spread the word. Yeah. Pass on their website. Absolutely. Yeah. We you know? love them. They've been a huge supporter of our show. Mm-hmm. Um, and their product, we believe in their product. So we're happy they to, are so good. to help them get into more stores so you guys can access them in multiple ways. So um, I'm going to put the link right here to their Kickstarter, and it'll also be in the show notes on YouTube. If I can point. Yeah, it's fine. And uh, yeah, so in the meantime, you can also buy cookies at rachelscookiesandtreats.com and use our promo code HBFAM, HBFAM, to get 25% off your order. That is still valid, and you can use that code as many times as you want. rachelscookiesandtreats.com to get your own, make your own friends jealous. Mm-hmm. Offer code HBFAM at checkout. Let's get into Twin Beds for real. So <clears throat> this is season five, episode 21, titled Twin Beds. It first aired on May 3rd, 2010, written by Teresa Mulligan Rose. Um, or she wrote, Teresa Mulligan, she wrote The Fight, Last Cigarette Ever. One more episode next season. What? So we have a lady writer? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so freaking focused. <laughs> I didn't even eat any sandwiches. Lady writer! Maybe, maybe that's the problem. I need a sandwich right now. Stop with the cookies. All right, Teresa. Um, yeah. It, and this is such a great one. Um, I wanted to say that she's got some of her more recent projects. So Chicago Party Aunt. It's a cartoon and exactly what you would think of. I have, I have seen a couple episodes of that. Yeah. So, like makes me laugh. Yeah. Indebted, Atypical, um, Baskets. Have you seen Baskets? Mm, I haven't, but it's on my list. With Louie Anderson and Zach Galifianakis. I, I really liked it. Um, R.I.P. Louie. Yes. Oh. Do you remember the, the cartoon? Yes. Life with Louie? They, I couldn't remember what it was like. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It was so good. It's so good. Um, Lady Dynamite and then A to Z. Hmm. I don't know that one. Do you know I who's do like, Kristen like Milioti's in it? <gasps> really? When did that come out? Um, I'm not sure. Um, more recently. I didn't put the date down. but Oh, okay. Interesting. A to Z. I have to look into that. We love a Kristen Milioti moment for no reason at all. None whatsoever. Oh, wait. Maybe I lied. 2014. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which, to be honest, did not in my head seem like that long ago. <laughs> but it was. It was only one season. So The panty just collapses timelines. It's fine. It really does. It's it really so does. cool. It fucks really me up. Um, but anyway, directed by Pam Fryman. Pam Fryman. So one of my in real life friends and listener of the show um, has suggested that I listen to Brian Baumgarter's new, is that his name? The guy, Kevin from The Office. Yeah, he's he started an Office podcast after Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey did. So he had Allison Hannigan on his first episode that he of his new podcast, of a podcast. 
Of his uh-huh. office podcast? Mm-mm, it's not the office. It's not an oh, office podcast. Oh, he's doing podcast. another thing now? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, probably because you only really need one office podcast. Off the Beat with Brian. Oh, no, but maybe it is the office one. It's no, Off it's the Beat with. Something else. Okay. Well, because it has like his like office. So that's why I was mm. thinking that. Anyway. Um, but yeah. So Off the Beat with Brian Baumgartner. But he mm-hmm. interviews Allison Hannigan. Very interesting. Did you listen to it? I listened to most. Oh, sorry. I thought it was the first one. It's not. It's just one of them. Um, I thought. Sorry. I did listen to some of it. I didn't finish it. I thought this was really interesting. She has bees and they make honey. <gasps> like me. Her and her husband. Yes. Oh, cool. Do you guys have something to talk about? That's also, awesome. she sh- she shared a couple of stories about herself that she started doing commercials when she was four. And her parents were photographers, and she said she was their model and went on commercials. She said that her first commercial was like a Duncan Hines cookie commercial, and she loved it because she couldn't eat it, but she could lick like the melted chocolate chips off yeah, her hands yeah. or something, which I just loved. And then she talked about being in um, My Stepmother's an Alien with Dan Aykroyd and how when she turned mm. 14, he bought her a bike with a yellow ribbon and she used to ride it all around the 21st century Fox lot. Oh and then gosh. somebody stole it off the lot and he fucking replaced it. Dan Aykroyd. Unproblematic, yeah. hopefully unproblematic fave Dan Aykroyd. <sighs> I love him so much. I love him. Right, so it just much. like, it warmed my heart. Like I just, that's so sweet. Right. Oh, she probably has so many stories like that of like older Hollywood people being so fucking cool. To her. She's been in the business forever. Forever. Yeah. Another short king who can get it. Yes. Another short king who can fucking get it. Yeah. 100%. He was on my wall. I always teenager like the goggles on his head from what was that movie? Can't hardly wait. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, I got to have sex tonight. <laughs> Right. Is that what he says? That's one of his lines, I think. Uh, I'm sure that's one of his lines. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, anyway. So back to the show at hand. Because um, yes. So we open up with uh future Ted talking about Robin and Don, been dating for a short while. And you know, things are going pretty well because one night while over at Don's apartment for dinner, Robin mistakes Don asking her to scooch over onto the in the couch into like him asking her to move in with him. And I love how she tries to save it. She's like, tries to no, cover. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me think about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that. And then she like scoots in on the couch. I'm just like, oh, I love how she nice, commits. Nice recovery, Robsy. Yeah, so good. Um, but, you know, now that Robin mentions it, Don is kind of like, well, what do you think about it? And she's considering it, which feels really fast, especially for Robin. Yeah. So what do we what do we think this is about? Why why does she want to move in so quickly? I think she's like trying to prove something, you know, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. And I, I would think she's I think that's absolutely right. And I think that she wants to get out of her ex-boyfriend's apartment. Like, yeah. It's just weird to and roommates, even if you're good friends, sometimes that even makes it worse. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think she's just ready to have that big adult life where you live with your adult partner. Because I feel like even with Ted, it was like she was still crashing, right? She didn't really 
they had that whole thing where they almost moved in together, but they didn't. Right. Mm -hmm, and so it was mm -hmm. never, she didn't, right. Cause she didn't live with him until she came back from Japan and didn't have a place. Have a place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Which never lived with a guy as far as we know, like officially. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Robin. Um, uh, um, you know, and the group's kind of mixed. Ted's super supportive. You know, because he sees how happy she is and why not. But really, it's because of the milk system that drives him nuts. Yeah. And milk's been an issue since they were roommates in 2009, season four benefits. Yep. But now they can't sleep together to fix it. Yep. And even back then, Barney wanted Robin. So. I know. I yeah. know. And that's what, like, I had sent you a text when I was watching this. I was like, so many things. But yeah, yeah anyway. So many things. Not going to keep going with that um and you know lily's kind of like yeah you know that is sort of fast and barney's mm -hmm. really shocked because for some reason he feels that as his as her ex he needs to give his approval which uh, you know whatever but um you know and it's they haven't barney's never met him at all and it's almost like it's kind of been or carefully orchestrated so that wouldn't happen which is interesting because one it's barney and like he's it's barney but yeah. also like they have a history too, a recent yes. history. Yes. I know. It's 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 definitely less about Barney's gonna be a pig and more about well, we find out why. She hasn't told Don that she's dating either of them. So she's just been like classic Robin is just like keeping all her worlds separate so she doesn't have to like deal with any of the messy emotions that go along with it. Mm-hmm. And you know, we've Don finally gets to meet everybody at the at the bar. And Barney's being Barney, telling just super explicit stories and just like, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And I love he goes to get uh, drinks with Barney. He's like, who needs? Who needs? Who needs? Who needs? Who needs? And when he walks away, it's clear to Ted that Don, from you know, Don's comments, like, I think he's awesome, but I feel bad for any woman with like low self-esteem that would ever date him. And there's like this freeze frame and you can see Robin's, you look at Robin's face and she's just like, yeah. looking at him yeah and so it's clear robin has never told on they dated but soon barney clears that right up yep comes on in. we both uh, and it's just like in the most cringy way and i know that he's never really been a boyfriend or you know had relationships or whatever but it's just like no tact at all i mean i i think he just assumes takes it too far lives. because he lies a lot, but then he's also like extremely honest. And I think he thinks that everyone kind of lives in that mm -hmm. that same space as him. Like he's allowed to talk about the other girls he's had sex with in front of Robin because everyone's just cool and no one really cares about anything. And now he's allowed to like joke about the two of them having sex and being together and, and Don will just be fine with it. But it's a little more complicated than that. Don is not that okay with it. Um, you know, they have this little side conversation where um, Don tells her that he's a little uncomfortable that she still hangs out with her ex all the time. That one ex, yeah. That one ex, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Marshall and Lily come in. They're back from a and b weekend. We know they love a BB. and b uh, And they were accidentally given separate beds and they were initially outraged and then they slept like angels for 18 for hours <laughs> they missed four prepaid meals oh you can't get that and marshall lost for uh 11 pounds that's a 
That's a lot of weight. And I it's would be real weight. pissed about the weight. I would the weight. I'd be really pissed about the meals. Like what no the fuck? shit. No shit. Absolutely. God. Um, so yeah, so they're back from that. Then Don turns and confides in Ted about dating an ex. And then we find out <laughs> Don one does not know that Robin dated Ted for a year. And also two. Yeah, Don, Don thinks Ted is gay. Not a new, not a new, new uh, assumption about Ted, obviously. Um, and then we get to see this flashback of all the ways that Ted seemed pretty gay, stereotypically, uh, and Robin just didn't correct it. It's kind of like a Jenkins situation where she just let she it just go, let it go, let Don think what he wanted, so she wouldn't again would not have to have these difficult conversations mm-hmm. about why and like also inspect herself of why am I still hanging out with with my exes, yeah. yeah. So, um, cause she doesn't have an answer to that. No, so she just lets it slide. Um, and then Lily steps in it by, by letting Don know that this is, that Ted is another ex. Oops. I just wanted to go back and say thank you to Teresa Mulligan because she inspired one of the gifts for Jack's recent birthday. I got him a browning torch. For yes! his to make creme brulee. Guess we're not having creme brulee tonight. <sighs> But don't worry, we have homemade lady fingers and piping heart My favorite tea of all the teas, so love it. Um, shout out to Carl with the line of the episode. Ted's just like, I don't seem too gay now, do I, Don? Apple teeny for the gentleman. And just just look at him straight in the eyes. I that might be my legendary moment. It was just such an excellent moment. Like and we haven't seen Carl in so long. So that was like really, that was just great. I wish Carl was, I wish Charlie was Carl. Like had the, the like yes. a personality. Like I would have loved to see more Carl. Yeah. He's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, totally. <sighs> Whatever. Anyway. Um, but I guess my question before we move out of this is, is Don within his right to be so freaked out that Robin is hanging out with her exes? He's like a boomer, so. He's he's kind of a boomer, yeah. I don't think it is typical. I don't think most people continue to hang out with their ex-boyfriends or ex-girlfriends, their exes in general. Mm -hmm. Um, Because typically, I feel like you break up for a reason and that's that. And if you do remain in contact, it's because of like some third party, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know... Yeah, no, I I agree with you. And I think that – I think for one, he's mad that she lied about it, right, or kind of like omitted it. But also that is – it's they're not just like acquaintances, right? This is like constant contact with these exes. Yeah. Like, like uh, every single day and living He says out of the four of best friends in New York City, she slept with 50% of them. Yes. Yes. We wish it was 75. <sighs> Someday, maybe. Um, Holding out for you, Lil. And it is, it is in lesbian land. It's a little bit different. Like, yeah, Liz, I know. Liz, Liz, Liz's ex is the one who married us, <laughs> so like, and we go camping with her and her wife, and that's totally just like normal because the pool is small. It's small, yeah. You have things in common with people, and also you grow up and grow grow out of it's it. It's women. It's women. It's, yeah, and there hasn't been enough time 
since they all broke up with each other for them to come back together and be really good friends. Like there hasn't been that separation at all. Which I think you need to remember who you were outside of the relationship before you can come back as two Mm -hmm. separate people. Because otherwise, I feel like you'll just try to not even try to just can like happen that you fall into like those natural patterns. Right. There's just linger. There's just lingering stuff. Yeah. Until you like do the work and like have time and space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Um, so I think, I think the, her being friends with her ex, uh, like on surface level is not worthy. The lying. Yeah is what bothers me. Um, and like you said, it's not just like a casual hang. Right. It's, she lives with Ted and it's, Barney's always around. Yeah. It's very, it's constant. It's, it's constant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, maybe neither of them showed any signs of being into her since they've gotten broken up, but there's stuff there. Like you can't say there isn't stuff there. I mean, it's yeah. so, but it's Robin and she just like buries how she's feeling. So <laughs> What are you going to do? No, I just, yeah, that's true. Um, I, uh, I wrote, I was like, not surprised your wife left you, Don. <laughs> yeah, you fucking boomer. Yeah, right? Like, he's just like, because the way he, like, kind of is, he leaves it. He just kind of, like, walks away. He's like, I got to go think about this, walks away, which is not necessarily, like, a bad thing, like, to take time and space or whatever, but. He does, like, blast her in front of everybody, though. Like, yeah. that was kind of weird. Yeah, it was like, ooh. Yeah. He didn't like even when, like when, pull her aside. Like when someone treats the waiter poorly when you're on a date and you're just like, oh. Yeah. He's like, you fucking whore. You slept with half the people at this <laughs> table. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, but to his credit, he does like come back around pretty quickly and make amends and, and wants to get to know everybody by inviting them over for dinner. But In an outfit that is way too young for him, but we'll get there. Unforgivable, that outfit. It's like, what is this dogma? What the fuck are you wearing? <gasps> oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So back, Marshall and Lily are finally back at home, snuggled <laughs> up together in their one bed, and we get like this inner dialogue between the two of them, like how annoyed they are with each other. You know, Marshall comments about how hot Lily is, and. It's like he's like putting my tail against the uh, putting my leg against a tailpipe. Tailpipe, yeah. His toenails are like daggers. I love a sandwich, but no eating in bed. Um, just like all these things. And then this cracked me up when Marshall's like one little scratch, and then he like goes crazy and then wakes her up. He's such a dog. Like he scratches like a dog. He's like, like the whole bed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then they wake up and, and Lily tells them that, you know, that they need to get a Marshall finishes the sentence with mini fridge, but it's really the separate beds, but, and a mini fridge. How do you feel about this? I hate the whole Marshall Lily storyline. Hmm. The entire thing. I hate it. I hate it. Marshall seems not Marshall. He seems mean to Lily. Yeah. It seems like everything against what I feel like. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I mean, I was going to ask you if you, if you and Chris are like. We started on each day with a snuggle. Are you it is like the best sleepers? part of the day. Yeah. You're like little otters. I, and like, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know that we're like compatible because like my body, our bodies hurt like from like the snugs, but it is like, 
<laughs> You're like the fucking people that got buried in Pompeii. Just like. Yeah, that's how we're going to die, obviously. Or like notebook. It's fine. Not, I just want to forget house. everybody. Not I in this house. Uh. No, we're not, not, Liz, Liz Chris and I, not the norm though. We asked people, like, yeah. do you guys like to snuggle? And like, everyone's like, no, no. I like to, I like to snuggle in specific situations. And also Liz and I, our body temperatures are very different. So Liz needs like five blankets plus like a heated blanket. Yeah. I have like a pile of blankets on my side. Sometimes I pile pillows for extra weight and then I like, I'll snug into Chris cause he's so warm. Yeah. So warm. And I run hot. So I'm like yeah. out of the covers, off the bed. And I mean, we specifically during the pandemic, I feel like we have slept apart more just because we need like a fucking break from each other. So like, and it happens a lot in the summertime because I always want the window open, like mm. either air conditioning on or window open and window open goes into like the fall for me. A lot of the time I like a, just a nice, if it's like 60 degrees out, I'm like, Windows we'll crack the window open. even in the winter. I like a yes. cool room, but I need to be yeah. warm. I need, yeah. but the room has to be cool. Otherwise, I can't really sleep. Yeah, Liz cannot do cool room. So I <gasps> regularly, yeah, I regularly will sleep with windows open, like on the couch, because we have like memory foam couch and it's like, mm. oh, yeah, a great, a great sleep. So, like, we. We do sleep apart sometimes. And because I watched, because this episode's like ingrained in my brain, I was like, oh my God, maybe if we don't sleep together, that means something horrible about us and we're not compatible. But it's like everyone, every married couple like sleeps their own fucking way. In Germany, it's like a thing that couples have their own blankets and like the bed is split in half. It's like a German bed. So it's like everyone just, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't necessarily mean that, that you're like Don and his ex-wife, if you want separate beds um but yeah so i just was wondering if we are the weirdos who often like have to sleep apart i I feel like that's more typical than than the we would share we would share a twin bed (laughs) i would rather sleep on the floor than do that for sure for sure but yeah um so okay, here's here's Don coming in with the outfit that's too young for him. It's like <gasps> a hoodie underneath a jacket. That was like a thing for a little while in the, mm-hmm. the late two thousands, mm-hmm. and I dislike it on him. But it's he is not. It's not. He's too old for it. It's like your dad coming to pick you up, trying to like be hip, be cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, dad, stop. And like. He's, but he's very gracious. You're right that he's very gracious and he apologizes mm-hmm. and he invites him to dinner. And he's, he's a good guy this, most of this episode. And, you know, we're at this point, we're still teamed on. Like he's great to Robin. He's kind of protective of her. Yeah. Um, but he isn't like, he's handling it as well as anybody would. I as think. a boomer could. As a boomer could. Um, and there's this moment of Ted and Barney watching them kiss. It's just like one frame. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah. And so as soon as they're gone from the bar, Barney's like, I must have Robin back. And Ted decides it's time. He needs to read the letter I made him write because the way I process my feelings is the best way to process feelings. That's Ted talking. Um, Mm -hmm. And we see this flashback to him using this tactic uh, (laughs) with Karen, which was so good. (gasps) Uh, Natalie, we get the call back to season one, the shirt. 
Uh, mm-hmm. And Stella, of course. And he made Barney write one. Mm-hmm. And it, it, this whole thing reminded me um, of a lyric in Taylor Swift's All Too Well. Because I do think that you sometimes need to be reminded why you had yeah. to break up with someone. So there's a line where she says, I forget about you long enough to forget why I needed to. Mm. So it's like you forget long enough and then you can start getting like nostalgic and and wanting them back and yep. just remembering the good times. And then it's like, oh, you can that's- yourself. Yeah. But then you s- remember or you they prove themselves to you again and you see. see like, oh, yes. That's right. Yeah. So <laughs> – I know that Barney's letter is basically just about um, other women and other boobs and, and boobs. you know, keep a lookout for those. Great. Yeah. But he still, he still wants her back. <sighs> Barney, Barney, Barney. Barney, I know. Not surprising, but. Yeah. He's um, off a world of shit. Yeah. Yeah. At the Aldrin Erickson household, um, they're. Continuing to justify why they love having these twin beds. I love that sex and sleep weren't mingled, weren't meant to be mingled. They're two separate things. So true. Um, <laughs> it's a setup for sleep and sleep alone and light snacking, of course. And then I love yeah. how like they start to take it like a step further. Like, all right, like let's get a bed just for sex, a dirty, dirty sex bed, and a beanbag chair for special birthday stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like it's getting carried away now. Um and, you know, like having, you know, revolutionized modern marriage, they're like very, very fu- smug and then like end up having to do like some like finger guns because they're in separate beds across the room. Yeah. And they, I like the first time they there's like immediately an issue with their It's like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But they just kind of went with it. Yeah. Made it work a little bit. But yeah, I just I liked this. I shouldn't say I hated all the things of the there's timeline. I loved everything until this point. I thought like mm-hmm. them getting all that crazy sleep and sleeping through the meals at the bed and breakfast was funny. I thought them patting themselves on the back about, you know, the beds was funny. Even like when they were back in the one bed together and just like the inner monologue. Cause I've definitely like laid there in bed like, I have to scratch, but I do, like my arm yeah. itches, but I don't want to move and wake up Chris. And like those things made me laugh. But then after, well, yeah, later in Marshall, episode, Marshall kind of plays a character, right? Of like a guy who has a girl over. You knew what this was, and yeah, and so I mean, and he like just seems so. That. He's just so. I would have again loved a reverse of that. I would have loved Lily being the one and Marshall being sad about it just because it just oh, felt yeah, too like real life true. and like yeah. mean. And it would have been funny if Marshall was the one that did the shortest walk of shame ever back to his own little bed. Yeah. Right? And she like threw like, a sandwich at him. <laughs> yeah. Take your sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. Um, so then we get to dinner at Don's where everything just goes to absolute fucking shit. Um Barney is still in a funk and he comes in just being like a petulant child. He's like really bad. I was about to say stuff too, guy. Yeah. Guy. He eats the jalapeno. And Ted's trying to talk him down, but now that we, knowing what we know, he's also kind of like trying to push some stuff, his own stuff down, right? Because even before he reads the letter, like clearly this, Robin being so serious with Don is already setting him off. Right. Um, so, we so that's why they didn't work. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, and we find out that Don has twin beds. 
And so Marshall and Lily are like, oh my God, we're so cool. Like Don has them too. And we find out not great, not a great sign for Don uh, because he and his wife started to drift apart um, after they decided to do try twin beds. So I went back and watched this because I was like, did Marshall go to the bathroom or did he just like wander around the apartment? Because like they come in <laughs> and the girls kind of go towards Don or whatever. And Marshall just goes off to the left off stage. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm assuming he went to the bathroom, but clearly he was also snooping. He must maybe he just walked by. Thought it was the bathroom. An open door, right? And he's like, oh my God, they're doing the cool thing that we're doing. That's awesome. Oh, love that. <laughs> and then we get um, Don's talking about, I mean, Robin's like raving about Don and his homemade sushi. And he spent time in Tokyo and it's like, oh my God, they are really compatible because I spent time in Tokyo in too. Japan, yeah. Well, Japan. I don't know, remember if it was Tokyo, but. I think it was because it was like Tokyo 1. Oh, Tokyo right? 1, that's right. Like New York 1. Yeah. Um, no, Tokyo Ichi. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's what it was. So, uh, we get fucking <laughs> Barney going, Hey, Tokyo Don, what's up? <laughs> and just eating this huge fucking thing. <laughs> some of the best, some of the best like slapstick. I love Neil Patrick Harris does in the show. It's so good. I love his slapstick humor. But, and especially like at the end when, when the punch of like, there's no milk because, and Robin, Rob. because of Robin and Don loves that she did that. And everyone's Thanks like, for the and Barney's like, <laughs> he's like dying on the floor. That just did, such a great scene. And it also reminded me too of like the proof that like when you love somebody, things that maybe drove somebody else crazy might not drive 100%. you crazy. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Absolutely. He's like, thanks for the reminder. Yeah. So freaking good. <gasps> oh, oh, I just love, I love Barney. But anyway, so yeah. apparently Barney then soils himself from both ends <laughs> and has to go back to the apartment uh, with Ted. And Barney thinks that what he's done was bold and romantic. And Ted's just like, no, dude, come on, you're over this. And then Barney convinces Ted that he also wants Robin back. He's just fooling himself. But Ted's like, no, 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 dude. And he goes to get him's letter him to help remind himself. And I love that it's in the box, the box for my biographer. <laughs> um, but instead of reminding Ted of why they didn't work as a couple, it just really reminds him of like why he loved her and why they're a good match. And and past Ted tells present Ted that she's the girl for him, but she's just not ready until he's ready. She's ready. He just has to wait. But now Robin's clearly ready to like move forward. She wants yeah. to move in with Don. Yeah. The um, timing, the timing is there now and that compatibility. Like it's stuff that they didn't have. Now mm -hmm. Robin's ready and she does want to be with with somebody really seriously. And so Ted kind of missed his window. But right. if she wanted to be with you, she would have fucking been with you, dude. Like, come on. It's not like she forgot Thanks. about her roommate. You're literally there every single day. If she was right. like, oh my God, I think I'm ready to be with you, Ted, she would have fucking done it. Yeah, like we live together. Like, no, but she don't want you. Silly, silly boy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so now after Ted's reading this letter, it says things like, uh oh, still I'll always remember stealing the blue French horn and the first kiss. And so Barney like hands him his bottle and then they start to drunkenly fight over. Mm -hmm. I think this is my legendary moment 
coming up when they start fighting over her and they're like we have to get rid of them figuratively or literally and then there's like scary music and barney's like this is how it starts 10 and then Bar- Tense is like just two guys talking. Just two just guys, two guys talking. talking. That's so good. They like scare themselves. They're like, oh my god, we're we're planning a murder. This is how it starts. But have you ever done that? Like you just get carried away and you're like, yeah. is this the beginning of yeah. how that starts? But at least we have the the. Well, I, well, I remember this moment when I'm sitting in jail, <laughs> and this was the the inflection point of our life. <sighs> oh yeah, just two guys talking. Just two guys talking. God. So uh, Lily is worried that they're going to get divorced now. Mm-hmm. Um, Marshall, Marshall's still loving the two beds. He doesn't. He seems confident. He doesn't seem worried about it. Um, well, he, get the, and, he gets the sandwiches. Yeah, he's, he's happy with his mini fridges, his snacking, and uh, we get a great line of, "I'm surprised your hourly pee breaks aren't just steam." That was. But like even still, like he just was mean. She kicks yeah. and slaps and Yeah. But he doesn't think twice about accepting a sexy time. Yeah. The I mean, the good news is he isn't far behind her when it comes to cracking, right? Like they push yeah. him together. Oh. They push him together and, and then it's 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 done. You know? Yeah. He sends her back to the bed, but and he's snuggling her by the by morning time. So Right. Um Back at the apartment, Ted says he'll take Robin's name. That's how much he loves her. Ted Scherbatsky has got a nice ring to it. Barney <laughs> says, I'll take her until she's 40, and you can have her after that, which is typical. Interesting. Typical. Put a pin in that. Uh, <laughs> Barney goes to the bathroom, and while he's in there, he calls Robin. <sighs> Meanwhile, what? Ted is also calling her and being so creepy. <gasps> oh! <the> fucking- <laughs> That fucking sound is so gross. And that's what's up and down your back. I fucking hate that so much. But it's so perfect. As usual, Josh Radner is just so good in these like full cringe moments, like just full commitment to it. And they both mm-hmm. go to Don's. And I love that. She's like, when Robin tries to get off the phone with Barney, she's like, I think Ted's in trouble. And he's like, Yeah, Ted's in trouble. <laughs> And he fucking tackles him. So good. And I was like, this is why you don't hang out with exes. Because this stuff can happen, right? Like, Ted gets the blue French horn back somehow on the way to Robin's I know. I was like, I was like, did I miss this in an earlier episode that he had gotten it back at some point? Like, oh, he went to a restaurant at whatever hour and stole it back. Um and Don is such a good guy. He can see that Robin's like stressed out about this. So he just invites them up. So this fucking stops and mm-hmm. they come in and Josh Radner has another amazing line um, that doesn't really help his, his non-gay case because Barney's like you, me and Ted, let's settle this. And, and Ted and Josh Radner just completely deadpan. He does it so well. He's like, yeah, a three-way. <laughs> Still sounding gay, Ted. Still sounding gay. Oh, uh, Robin is obviously so embarrassed and, and Don tucks them in on the couch um, before anything can happen, obviously, because they're just like <laughs> falling down drunk and making total asses themselves. It's like the middle of the night, early, yeah. early morning. Yeah. yeah, real bad. Really, really bad. Um, And so Robin and Don go to work and then Robin comes back home and... 
wakes up the barn door and the teddy bear and they immediately no no um they immediately apologize and they vow to make Don feel comfortable and a part of the group. But Robin tells them that he's not going to be part of the group and neither is she like big shit. Robin's leaving the group. Yeah. He's like, I can't move forward if I'm hanging out with you guys all the time and I want to see where it goes. And so she decides to move in with him. I mean, sh- I mean, shout out to her for taking a risk. I'm all about it. And I, I think that Don has proven, at least at this point, that he cares about her and that yeah. he can take care of her when she needs to be taken care of, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, to me, it doesn't seem like a bad idea based on what we know of Don right now. And I, I understand her need to just like separate herself from yeah. these two freaking knuckleheads. Because she, I mean, if she couldn't, I don't think Don would have stayed with her if she had not wanted to take a step back and and figure things out. Because after this fucking circus, yeah. And I think, yeah, it it made sense if this is really like she wants to move forward, then that's what she got to do. Yeah, and she's not doing the easy thing, right? She could just let Don go and just go back into her little bedroom and, and just keep floating through without risking mm-hmm. anything. Right. And yeah. risk can come with punishment or reward. We'll see what happens. Um, but I'm proud of her for doing it. This is I tough. am too. Like you this have to friend group. I mean, she doesn't know anybody else. She only sees, sees them. And that in and of itself is scary enough to kind of like make you like, it's not, surprising that that she was still hanging out with these people because like think about her hours at work like none of it Mm -hmm. really like works yeah to it's hard to have a social life and so she's got people yeah and she's got four understanding friends who understand what her work schedule is like and she doesn't have it's like right yeah (sighs) grown-up friendships are hard uh yeah extremely hard but we won't get into that we won't do that. Um, this we cut hate Marshall, so feel free to take this. What'd you say? I said this is this is when you start to hate Marshall. Yeah. So, well, actually, hold on. I my notes. I think I wrote what happens. Well, this is when Marshall kicks Lily out of the bed. Like they've pushed okay. them together. Okay. I put all the things together about. Oh, yeah. I see. I see. Yeah. Um. So let me just go back. The little baby Sorry. scenes that they Sorry, did. Ben. Yeah, I, sometimes it's so hard for me to like keep it sh- together, so I try to yeah. like group it, and then go back and forth. And I do different forms. Anyway, none of that matters. Um, yeah, so Marshall is mean. He's just mean and tells her all the things about like why he doesn't want to sleep next to her. She's too hot. She kicks, she slaps, um, but kicks her right out after they have sex and tells her you knew what this was. Yeah, like fuck you but then he's like comes back like you said like rebounds quick again my notes are all like sporadic well, so yeah, i think he was just fe- i think he was just feeling himself because that that clearly isn't him but he, maybe he also saw it as the the one and only time he'll ever get to be that guy right and so he sort of just leaned into it you, right. don't have, you don't have to enjoy it we can disagree no. on things but i i like that it was like this little teeny tiny walk of shame for lily just between that's <laughs> But yeah, I do agree that, that the, the gender swap would have been also adorable. So, 
yeah, I just felt like he just took it like a little too far. But yeah. I did love the walk of shame. That was like, yeah. And then he's like, when he calls her back because she forgets her sweat, whatever it was, and he like sure. throws it at her. Yeah. Like, nice try. Nice try. You know, yeah. You'll the girls will do that. Yeah. Leave something behind. behind. You have to come back. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So people okay. out there, if you, somebody comes over and they leave something behind, most likely it was not by accident. Right. If it was a good exactly. time anyway. Um. So then... As the as the show winds down, we hear this song in the background. It's called "Hook, Line, and Sinker" by John Bryan. It's like a, it's an iconic song. And when you hear the song, you know that you just see that empty bedroom. At least yeah. I do, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. I just like ugh. And we see that Marshall and Lily's story has been resolved because Marshall is all up on her in there in mm-hmm. Lily's bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, his his breakdown wasn't far behind. Like they they just they aren't these people. You know, they'll get maybe they'll yeah. get double, double beds on vacations from now on. Maybe that's something they'll do or try. But they're they're the the what is it the the tree that grows around the other tree, right? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's who they are. Um, and at the bar, we get this like this little moment where Ted kind of tells Barney that they're kind of out of the woods, and mm-hmm. you know, Robin hasn't said anything about it in four days, and I think she was just mad, um, but she's cooled off, and she hasn't said anything about moving out. So we think maybe that everything's going to be fine, um, but I'm then she, Ted goes upstairs, and he goes to confront her about. The empty milk carton, but he's like out, mad. He's like Robin, yeah, because he's like it's just back to normal, and it turns out but, that's the last empty milk carton he'll ever have in that fridge, potentially, potentially, because he goes to confront her, and the whole room is empty except for the blue French horn that's just propped up in the corner. That and that I, it was that made me feel so sad. I know. So, yeah, I mean, this is – we don't get a ton of episodes that end on such a bummer note, right? Like, it's usually toward the end of a season. Um, They're Mm -hmm. usually more of like a feel-good, but this is just like – it's a huge – it's a huge plot thing. Like, that empty bedroom and Robin sort of Mm -hmm. stepping back is going to change things, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, what did you think of Twin Beds? I liked, I enjoyed it. Like there's, it's like, not like an on the, like, it's not like a ha ha enjoyable show, but it was like, there's growth in it, you know, like, and there's changes and setting up for the next season and things like that. So I, Mm -hmm. I appreciated those things. And I loved Barney and Ted super drunk. I loved Barney being just a jackass at Don's apartment. I Mm -hmm. felt sad when Marshall was trying to be a cool guy. Yeah. But I can understand. I can see if I change my perspective and the lens with which I viewed that those scenes. Okay. I can. I don't hate it then. Those scenes anyway. But um, (laughs) yeah. How about you? Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, it's a mover, which is yeah, nice. it moves because we haven't even seen Don since Super Date, right? Oh since yeah. Episode. So it's like, oh wow, they're together. Like they're still yeah, they're kind of moving, they're clicking along. Which I mean, it, it, it's kind of implied that he's going to be a big deal, like from the beginning of like when they yeah. introduced him. But um, it's nice to see them take things to the next level, and also for Robin to establish some fucking boundaries. 
which we haven't seen anybody in this group do ever. There's no, no, because no. like Lily's all up in everyone's business. Barney has no filter. Um, yeah. yeah. And this is, this is her admitting that she wants to try to be vulnerable. Like saying mm-hmm. that out loud that she wants to give this a try. She's admitting that she doesn't want to just do the easy thing anymore. She wants to do the hard thing and she wants to have a real grown up relationship. And I think she, she's always afraid of looking stupid. So this mm. is a this is a big deal. That's a big deal for Robin, and it's nice to get a big Robin development that is yeah. like Ted or Barney related. She's mm-hmm. like doing something on her own. It's yeah. still it's still dating related, but the dating stuff is what's hardest for Robin. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a that's a good point, and I so. I like getting more robin centered stories that are not 100%. like you said like about the boys and dating them but i understand yeah. it's from ted's perspective so blah, yeah. blah, 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 absolutely yeah yeah so what? uh let's uh get into these ledge modes yeah so remember uh everybody legendary moments from fans are, are less the my i have like an applesauce brain today clearly <laughs> that's fine um legendary moments are your favorite moments of the show um, it can be anything you like, and if you send them in, we'll read them out. Patrons get theirs read in entirety. So if you send us as little as two bucks a month, we'll read the whole thing. Hell yeah. Correct? Yeah. So first up, we've got Call Pesh. Call Pesh says, hey, girls, not sure how I feel about this episode. Barney and Ted were total idiots, and that conversation <laughs> about Ted, Robin, and Barney hanging out together will reappear in a future episode. Legendary moment. Ted seeing the blue French horn placed in the corner of an empty room. Robin had moved out, and we hope Ted will also finally move towards meeting his love, the mother. Keep laughing, mm. keep talking, Kalpesh. Thanks, Kalpesh. Yeah, yeah I I love the next iteration of of the the weird dynamic of the group being seen from the outside. And yeah. we have weird. <laughs> It's one of my favorite lines of the whole show, spoken by one of my favorite characters in the show. Um, but we will get there when we get there. We'll which get is there. A long time from now. Uh, okay, so next up is Avner, and Avner says, uh, "Legmo for twin beds. Seeing as I simply couldn't pick a particular moment, I tried to find a common denominator to all of them, and albeit general as fuck, but general AF, it's the one-liners for me." There are so many of them. (laughs) General AF. There are so many of them here, and they are a masterclass in comedy combining both writing and delivery that are just different gravy. Good call. Yeah, the writing is really good this episode. So shout out to Teresa, Lady Writer. Of course, Lady Writer. I mean, come on. Great one-liners for sure. I feel like, you know, thinking about, like, when you asked me on the surface if I liked this episode, it's hard. Like, it's not... Like you said, it's a mover. It moves things along. So it's not like it's like this slow, fun, enjoyable, goofy, whatever. Like if we have to move our storyline along. Yeah, so, it's, we got to get out of the bottle episodes and make something happen. We're almost at the end right. of the season. Exactly, exactly. Uh, next is Rebecca. Rebecca writes, I have two legendary moments for twin beds. The first one is the different letters that Ted keeps sending to his future self. My secondary legend... My second legendary moment is when Ted finds the empty room that Robin has moved out of, but she leaves the blue French horn. Mm. I love it when they mention the blue French horn as it goes back to the pilot. Thanks, Rebecca from the UK. I feel like that's like a big, like leaving the blue French horn was just like, I'm serious. Closing the door. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so up next is Adam, and Adam says, oh, what an emotional episode. We got Ted and Barney wanting Robin back, Don being a stand-up guy, knowing that he has Robin, and Robin le- learning that she needs to move on. Meanwhile, Marshall and Lily, who I feel they just put in the episode to give them work, uh, try the twin beds, yeah. <laughs> Finding out yeah. they do work, but ultimately they need to be next to each other. Mm-hmm. My legendary moment is when Ted and Barney get drunk. It's so good. Speaking of, I once puked up a whole Dorito was I drunk or a kid? Make your guess, Caitlin. I just saw it. Kid. Drunk. Oh. Vile. But I feel for Ted seeing an ex move on with another guy. It sucks, but eventually you have to move on because it's for the better. Amen. Uh, mm. But until next time, ladies, you're amazing friend, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Adam. You are amazing. We love that self, <laughs> self-love. self Yeah, it's great. Next is Tish. Tish writes, hey, beautiful ladies. I'm not a huge fan of this episode. For that reason, it was hard to pick a legendary moment, but it just has to go to Ted saying you soiled yourself from both ends. (laughs) Somehow the idea of Barty shitting himself made me laugh and almost made me spit out my drink. I do think Robin should have told Don that she dated Ted at least. I mean, they live together. Also, fighting over who gets Robin. She's a human. She's not a toy you fight over. This entire storyline kind of annoyed me. Regards, Tish. Yeah, yes. they're just a couple of dumb boys like working through their their feelings, and it's it's silly, Sad. but hopefully not too realistic. Um, okay, so next up is Chris Z, and Chris says. Hey, K&K, it's been a while since I last emailed in my legmo, but rest assured, I've still been listening to the podcast and the fun recaps of How I Met Your Father. Thanks, Chris. Uh, The last time I sent in an email, I was engaged early October and married life has been quite the enjoyable journey. Well, congratulations. Congratulations. Um, He also sent us, well, it's in the letter. Uh, I really liked this episode. I felt that there was some real feelings shared by both Ted and Barney over Robin. It shows that they still aren't over her and the letters they wrote themselves prove that. Amen. Mm -hmm. After they fought before going over to Don's and Ted said, it's a good thing we stopped before it got out of hand. And half the furniture is flipped over and the apartment is a mess. Sure told the audience how serious yet drunk that fight was. My ledge mo has to be the part when Marshall is talking about how Lily is like a billion degrees and how they each have things they don't like about the other when they sleep. But as we saw when they got married, that they can't be apart for even a night, putting those small things aside to be together. How adorable. And I love that episode, too, where they're secretly at the hotel so so sweet. yeah um honorary moment to barney eating the wasabi and subsequently agreeing that soiling himself from both ends was romantic keep <gasps> up the great work and bonding us himium and himif fans through your podcast p.s i'll send over my best man's speech from the wedding as it includes a himium reference so he sent that and it was very sweet like his best friend called out that he loved the show and how similar his journey is to ted's and it was just really nice so congratulations yeah, just Chris. reading it and yeah, thank you Chris, so much. Chris and Natalie. Much love to you Chris, both. Chris and Natalie. Next is Derek. Derek writes, wasabi. That is all. <laughs> Muckle up for safety, Derek. We love a short email king. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Derek. Next up is Lisa. Hi, ladies. This is such a fun episode. My legendary moment <gasps> is that Robin has all these men fighting over her because she <laughs> is a queen. Yes. Uh, on an unrelated note, I love that last Queen. episode. What? Oh, 
I love that last episode you gave a shout out to us fans who have become family. That is the reason I love this podcast so much. No other podcast mm-hmm. gives the opportunity to interact like this. What? <laughs> That's silly. That's we silly. love They're your fools. lovers. Same. Um, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to meet people like me who still love the show and want to discuss it all these years later. We really are the H- hashtag HB fam. That's right. Uh, have a great week and happy birthday to Kate. Oh, thank you. Yes, my birthday was a couple weeks ago. Oh, and then Lisa says, P.S. I apologize for antagonizing you over Zoo or False. You brought up really valid points, and I totally get why you hate it so much. Thank Aww. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. Mm. Next is Rick. Rick says, hi, ladies. I have one thing to say about this episode. Barney Stinson is 100% a boob guy. Rick. 100%. 100%. Not even 83%. You would nope. have to do 100. He's definitely a boob guy. And you know what? You don't see that a lot these days. No. It's all about the butts. I, you know. Yeah. So shout out to, shout out to boob, boob I do guys. love the butt. Uh, butts are nice. Butts but are boobs, real good. Boobs are also pretty great. But you know what? Why choose? We don't have to choose. No, we don't have to. We don't have we to don't choose. Have to. Last but not least is Sadie, who's another one of our new patrons. And Sadie says, this episode is so good. My legendary moment is Ted growling into the phone and Barney (laughs) tackling him. It's the peak of drunken buffoonery, and I love every moment of it. Poor Robin. Toodles for now, Sadie. Thanks, Sadie. Thanks, Sadie. (sighs) What's your latch, Mel, Caitlin? This is how it starts. When Barney and Ted are frightened by the conversation that they're having <gasps> and Ted grabs Barney um, around the arm and he's like, this is, you know, just two guys talking, just two guys talking. So I just love it. I love it too. I love, I do love wasabi and I love Carl saying yeah. apple teeny line. But I, I, oh, yeah, I, I, like, what was that? Apple teeny for the gentleman. Um, but I think, I think my legendary moment is a serious one, and it's it's Robin taking this mm. chance and setting her boundaries. I think that's my that's a big step yeah. in any person's life, and to like have the strength and feel like you have the support to to say that and stand up to your friends, but know that they'll still love you anyway. That's yeah. you know, yeah. And yeah. she doesn't like to do things that are not a hundred a sure thing, right? So mm-hmm. this is this is big for her, and I love that they. I love that they're going there with her character. So yeah, same. Yeah, that's it. Is All right. Next well, week, is next week robots versus it is wrestlers? Yeah. Yes. yes, yes. So thank you for listening. We'll see you next time for robots versus wrestlers. Can't I just that one's so fun. Can't wait. Yes. Um, see, send your legendary moments to hey beautiful podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to put in the subject. Robots vs. Wrestlers, because it's oh, a yeah. great episode and we want to hear what you have to say. So don't yeah. forget. Um, thank you, as always, to Rachel's Cookies and Treats. I tried really hard not to eat this on camera. <sighs> I can't wait to eat it when I'm done. Um, don't forget to um, help support them as well with their Kickstarter. We're going to link to it. Buy some cookies. Use that promo code HBFAM. Get 25% off. And if you love this recap, please leave us an Apple Podcast review. Um, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher so you'd never miss a recap. And we hope you'll come back next episode because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. 
This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gorton and Caitlin Turner. Our intro outro music is by Owl All. Bye, Caitlin. Bye, everybody. Bye.